Welcome to the Food Drawn Podcast. I'm one of your host, Mills. I'm your man, P. What's happening, brother? Nothing. I got literally just got home from work, bro. <laughs> yeah, we back for another week with a phoner, but it's it. we still got a good one. Last week, you know, that was uh, this week, you know, right back to it. We don't ever want to go a week without giving you guys some, some good stuff. No, absolutely. Church announcements. I guess we could call it that. Church announcements? Yeah, we could call it that. Or or the the club flyer. Either way, church announcements just kind of threw me for a loop, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. We just call it the club flyer. But anyway, if you are a member of the Patreon, you have access to the Food John Podcast merch store. Last week we talked about, like, I had a good surprise. If you are a member of the Patreon, listen, it only costs five bucks. You have early access to the Food John Podcast merch store. For and you not guys. to interrupt, but there's some good stuff on there. Listen, I didn't even I didn't even let my brother P know about what I had going on. And just give me your realistic reaction, because we text about it. We ain't really we ain't talking on the phone about it until Lee. Well, when I first saw it, I said to myself, I gotta get I gotta buy all the stuff because I can't be a part of the Food John podcast and not rep our brand. But the um the T shirt, the the mug and the rest of it, I'm not gonna say. Y'all have to see for yourselves. But everything I saw in there, I said I gotta have it. Yeah, bro. Told you I listen, I was cooking. Literally and figuratively. No pun intended. But yeah, so if you are a member of the Patreon, just Head on over. The link is there. I'll repost the link because there's some more. I put some more stuff on there. So, (laughs) so head on over there. YouTube, like, share, subscribe. It helps out a lot. Patreon, you always hold us down. So let's get into it. You you got tales for us, or you want me to kick it off? You can kick it off while I shake the brain bush. I got you. That's crazy. I never heard that before. (laughs) So listen, this was. Years and years and years ago, this is when um, sous. This is the first hotel I'm working at. I'm sous chef. My exec leaves. Sue leaves. I'm kitchen manager at the time. So they're like, "Well, you can handle things until we get somebody in here," which was cool because I was still relatively green. Like I just knew how to do stuff. I didn't know why. So I go to a BO meeting, which is a banquet events order. So that's like any type of catering or banquet style stuff. That was the meeting we discussed it for the week. I'm in the meeting. I'm still kind of like trying to get a feel for like how the how the meeting goes. So there's one party on a Friday night. It's for some company. They had like a, uh, you know, welcome back to work party. 150 people. Super light. The one thing the sales manager said was the food has to be served. They have an open bar, not just beer and wine, but liquor too. You have to serve this event. So she was like, yo, are you going to be okay? I'm like, yeah, you know, if it's 150, I was like, if they're going to be like that, I'll make enough food for 350. Ended up making enough food for 400. Event starts. Now, I can hear them. Like, while I'm getting ready, I can hear them. They're getting super rowdy. 
the uh, food and beverage director at the time was trying to save money, so he didn't get enough people to cover a two-sided buffet. Two proteins, starch, two proteins, two starches, and a veg. He didn't get enough people to cover both sides. We ran out of food in 20 minutes. Wait. You heard me? Y'all ran out of food in 20 minutes because the other side was a free-for-all while the one side was being served? Both sides were a free-for-all. Why? Because the the director was like, man, we don't need temps. Don't worry about it. We can handle it. And then his brain was like, well, I know he got enough food. They won't eat that much. And then in my brain, I'm like, yo, they, they drunk already. Like, y'all going to have to do something about this. So sure enough, we ran out of food. We scrambling. We putting chicken tenders out there. We putting wings out. We just put whatever. Probably about the 40-minute mark, they were like, all right, we cutting all the food off. <laughs> they came back to me. Yo, what happened? I said, what you mean what happened? So then they called the catering. In between that 20 to 40-minute mark, they called a catering manager. She was at home. She came in. She was like, I need to talk to you in the office right now. She like, what happened tonight? I said, I did my part. I said, I gave them more than, I said, I doubled <laughs> what they, what I was going to make. So she was like, are you sure? I said, yeah, this how many, I was like, if each pan is for 25 people, I had about 16 pans of everything except veg. Cause you know, that's just the thing. People don't really rock with veg. I had almost 16 pans of everything. And I said it was gone within the first 20 minutes. So she was like, I just wanted I just wanted to know the truth. So she left. When I tell you, I don't know why they met the director and the GM. I don't know why they met in the chef's office. This is the loudest cuss out I ever heard. Like, bad. All because he didn't want to get temps to come in to serve. Mm -hmm. Well, he definitely shit the bed. Real bad. Real bad. It was easily avoidable. He could have even got some of the cooks to come out there and serve. But, you know, it's my tales for the week. What you got? So, mine is similar to that, but mine is still food. Mine was on the personal level and not the work level. Okay. So, I did, I catered a wedding reception and it was um it was nice um the menu was simple yet elegant at the same time it was uh two proteins two starch two veg um so luckily for me I was able to do everything that I needed to do at work. So I took everything up to my job. Industrial kitchens, no better kitchen to do mass production of food in than an industrial kitchen. Hell fucking yeah, one of the, the greatest luxuries we got. So I go up there, I do everything, cook everything, pan everything up. So all together... Now, mind you, you know what size little Jeep I have. For sure. All, all together, I have like 30 pans of food to put in my car. 
plus equipment and other stuff. So okay. my car was was you know stacked top to bottom. Get to the venue takes me forever to go up and down, up and down, up and down. I'm loading all this stuff. I get upstairs. I'm finally ready to set up. I'm setting up. They have a little kitchen area in there um, that I was able to use, which was right on time. Here's where it gets good. The clients didn't pay the extra um, for kitchen usage. So I wasn't I was unable to use the ovens to keep the food warm. So now I'm pissed and I'm scrambling. I'm trying to figure it out. So I said, all right, cool. You know what? Listen, whatever we're going to use first, let's light the let's get the water in the in, in the shafers, let's light the sternos. We can keep cause cause everything was hot in transport. Um let's get this stuff. You know, let's keep it warm. Everything else, we'll, you know, just use whatever we can and um, light, you know, sternos or whatever. Just do what we can. At this point, we're playing hot potato. So as soon as I got the main stuff out, I have backup stuff that I'm keeping warm. But the backups are the backups. It is what it is. So as soon as one thing goes out, Another thing goes in, try to keep it warm that way. Did it the best I could. Luckily, they ate relatively fast. So um, there weren't any complaints of food being cold. Right. Um, There were suggestions and constructive criticisms that, you know, next time I need to do a better job at making sure that my food is you know, warm and hot, this and the third. And there's nobody's business as to, you know, what took place. You know, I'm not the kind of guy to say, oh, well, well, if such and such and such and such, you know, happened, Mm -hmm. this could have been avoided. It is what it is. You know, (laughs) yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, you, you you take everything with a grain of salt, the good and the bad. Right. And, and, you know, this is a lesson for anybody that is in this business that comes across, you know, a, um, a debacle or an anomaly in what you have going on. Never point fingers. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't do you any justice. It actually makes you look weak and it doesn't change the outcome of what happened. So... Unfortunately, even when it isn't your fault, you just take everything with a grain of salt and just accept things for what for what it is. Because people are always going to be critical of what you have going on and you just learn from it and next time, you know, figure out a way to either avoid the dilemma altogether or if it's unavoidable just deal with it the best way you can. But that was uh, that was my dilemma, and I dealt with it the best way I could. Everything still everything still turned out to be fantastic. Um, the clients they had a great time. Um, everybody else, you know, overall had a great time. So that's all I can ask for. But that's my tale for this week. That's crazy. I definitely, but see, you know what though? The fact that you knew, you kind of knew what to do and how to maneuver around it, that's kind of what I always say. Like, yo, we're in this 
odd space where everybody got to eat, everybody cooks, everybody thinks they're good or they know what exactly to do. As a professional, you know how to make it work. Then you got people that just aren't professional would have had no clue what to do. So kudos to you. Um, so, so listen, I ran across this article that just happened yesterday. And I wanted to bring it to the pod because we always, always, always stress kitchen safety, just working smart. You know, if if there's a chance something bad can happen, you want to do all the things to minimize the worst case scenario. Right. Right. So listen to this. British coffee shop chain Pret and Manger was fined just over a million dollars after an employee was trapped in a freezer for more than two hours at one of its London stores and was later treated for suspected hypothermia. The employee at the at Pret's London Victoria Coach Station store was trapped in a, a walk-in commercial freezer typically set at around zero degrees Fahrenheit for close to for almost two hours. They said the worker was wearing just jeans and a T-shirt, tried to keep warm by moving around, but her breathing gradually became restricted and she started to lose sensation in her thighs and feet. Let me tell you. Well, let me ask you a question first. The fine million dollars. Do you think it was worth it? I mean, do you think that was a good enough fine? No, it should have been more. Now, do you think it should have been more? Because this is your life. She could have died. For sure. For sure. So, it definitely should have been more. I think that particular location should have been shut down. And I mean, at, at minimum, she should have got a million dollars an hour. <laughs> so, so if she was in there for two hours. She should have got two mil. At minimum, I'm thinking maybe two point five to three. But oh yeah, two million dollars. I mean, come on, like. At no fault of her own, she was trapped for two hours in a commercial freezer. Now, you already said to the to the people as you read that it was set at zero. Mm-hmm. Anybody that isn't in this industry has no idea how cold a commercial freezer is. It's not even necessarily like I think we all got home freezers. They normally get to like ten. See, some of them may reach to zero. I don't think I mean, a lot. Of, a, real quick, real quick. A, real quick I don't think people understand what it is like to walk in a room that's that temperature, and well, that's, that's the mean. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the coldest our commercial freezer at work I've seen was negative eight. That's crazy. And when I saw the temperature on the outside. I said, I'm not going in there. <laughs> I'm not going in there for one reason, one reason only. And it's not because it said negative eight. It's because I knew exactly where the item was that I had to get in the freezer. And it was all the way in the back of the freezer underneath shit. So I got to go all the way in the back, move carts out my way, move boxes out of my way to get what I got to get. Bro, I'm not even lying to you. I acted, I just casually closed the door and I act like I didn't even know we needed what we needed because I was not <laughs> going that freezer. 
All right. So on the flip side, then we'll get back to it. I'll tell you this. Like, the coldest freezer I ever had where I worked at was negative 19. Damn. So here's the thing. I had a I had a, a chef, man, rest in peace of Chef Don, man. Chef Don was thorough. Chef Don would go in there and do inventory, no jacket, no nothing. And one day I was like, he asked me to do the same thing. Yo, can you grab this out the freezer? So I opened the freezer. This is like a negative, like 12. I closed that freezer, did the exact same thing you did, but I was like, well, I know I need it for this party. So I just went, got my jacket, went in there and got what we needed and came out. So he's like, why'd you get your jacket? I said, it's cold as hell in there. I'm like, I'm not finna be in there, arms naked, looking for stuff. No, I'm gonna at least get my jacket. And he gave me some advice that day that I still use to this day. Now, I don't take advantage of it, but he said it sometimes it's all in your head, especially when you know exactly what you need and where to get it. If you just don't even think about the cold, you'll be all right for like three, four, five minutes. It sounds a little insane, but sometimes I just don't even think about it. Any freeze I walk into, I just don't think about how cold it is because then I'm going to acknowledge that, yo, I'm freezing. Now, this whole thing is like a complete, complete different uh, scenario here, not just going in for something and walking out. So this is what makes it crazy. Okay. An investigation by the council's health and safety team found that Pret didn't have a suitable risk assessment for employees working in temperature-controlled environments. It is also said that it found that Pret had received other callouts related to defective or frozen push buttons in the previous 19 months, including one at the same store in Victoria Coach, Victoria Coach Station in January 2020, when a worker was trapped in a walk-in freezer after the internal door release mechanism broke. So they got a habit of this, of just not fixing the things that needed to be fixed. Somebody like somebody got caught in there already and y'all didn't do your due diligence to like take care of that. Now, the internal for those of you who don't know, an internal door release mechanism is it's, it's sometimes it's a knob. Sometimes it's a lever. It's on the inside of the refrigerator. If you just happen to get stuck in there, you turn it, it lets you out. So it's not necessarily attached to the door. It just breaks the it breaks the outside handle off so you can get out. If you see like if you if anybody's ever got the opportunity just to see it and test it out, it's amazing. And it's definitely like the perfect fail safe. What do you good? What you said, it is a perfect fail safe. Yeah, it's like if you like just think about it this way, like if you're locked in your bathroom, just imagine another knob that pretty much breaks the entire doorknob off. And all you got to do is push your way out. Now, since this has been a, cur- uh, a common occurrence, what do you think should happen for that specific place or the entire chain? I think that place in particular needs to be shut down. Like immediately, and the chain, the chain needs a crazy, crazy fine. And if the fine that they receive is so detrimental that they end up going out of business because of it, then that's their own doing. But things like that can't go unrecognized. Like 
you you're gambling with people's lives on a daily basis and you know it and you still choose not to do anything. Yeah. Now that's mind blowing. True. Now here's where I think it gets a little tricky. You know we have one here in Philadelphia? Really? Yep. <laughs> we do. We have one here in Philadelphia. Now, since they're based out of the UK, do you think the US should be hit just as hard? Or do you think it should be treated as two separate things because their standard operating procedures are different than ours? I think I think it should be I think it should be held to a different standard. Mm-hmm. Because especially if everything here, and if they if they have a spot here, then I'm pretty sure they have a spot in other cities. Oh yeah, I'm for sure. sure. Jersey and New York, I know for sure. Yeah, your Jersey, your New York, your LA, your Chicago, you know things like that. Yeah. Um, but if you have a if you have a standard operating procedure that you're choosing to ignore, and you do nothing, that's that's major. That's major. Mm-hmm. But if the standard operating procedure here and let's just say in the U.S. in general is being followed to the T and there's no complaints, no issues, no anything going on, then it's clear that on an international scale, they just... Cutting some corners? It's like you... Penny pinch to like you save you you save money like by what risking lives like okay well we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. it like it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense, and I'm pretty sure as a company, I'm pretty sure they're doing they're they're, they're well off. I'm pretty sure they're doing good. Whereas though they can just cut the check to just do what they need to do, but now look, now they 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 got hit in the, in the purse for a million. Yeah, but I feel now you. They, I now feel, they might try to structure it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. They might try to structure it where she gets paid out x amount of money over these many years until it's paid off. Because I don't think, not counting their pockets, but most companies they just don't want to just get hit for the whole the whole balance up front. Because a lot of times, depending on the size of the company and the severity of the penalties on which they have to pay out, it could be detrimental to the business. So, for sure. And then like over here, I can't necessarily speak for the U- for the UK side of things. Like I didn't do too much research into their requirements. But over here, everybody has to have a, a like pretty much like a workman's comp bank. Okay. Where and this is just smart business, like. If something happens and you you got to pay for their medical bills, you got to pay for their uh, loss of wages due to getting hurt on the job, that shouldn't come from the owners and that shouldn't come from their pockets. Y'all should have already have a separate stash. I think two things I think about what should happen over there. I agree with you. The fine itself was not enough. I would have went 2.53 because I'm going to find you 2.53 and be, just so you know how stupid it is to not spend $300 to get a door fixed. Right. And also, too, that girl gets 2.5 to $3 million. 
this is what they owe you for almost killing you. And you know a life, you can't put a price tag on life. That's something completely different. But that just was stupid. It was stupid. And so I think they really need to feel it. And this just goes into, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, there was a young lady, I think this was in Chicago. I don't know, I can't really remember the story, but she she walked into a freezer. In the hotel? Yes, bingo. And they found her frozen to death dead. It's like, come on, like there has to be, and granted, I believe she was like, you know, younger, 19, 20, something like that. They, they got to make these, they, a thing that I can honestly say that I've seen in every place I've worked. If you never worked in the kitchen, you don't understand that that's a fail safe. You have no clue. It just looks, one place I worked at, it, glow, it, it um, glowed in the dark, but there was no signage. Another place, it had like, it just said fail safe in an arrow. They got to do a better job of like making these hazards known or emergency breaking case. Like you, they got to do a better job of like broadcasting it better. Because if you really don't know, you don't know. That is true. So, oh man. I'm like, like I'm kind of glad we had to do a phoner just because... <laughs> I've been super busy, you've been busy, and then that popped up yesterday, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is the thing we've been preaching since we started this thing. Safety, 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 and you can kill someone. What if they had, like, in my th- my thinking, I'm thinking about the worst-case scenario, what if nobody had to go to the freezer for anything else that day? They would have found that girl frozen to death. Or that man, yep. I'm not sure, the article didn't say, so let me not put that out there. But they would have found that person in there frozen to death. So, nasty work. Now, my, my question is, this individual was in the freezer for two hours. Two and a half. Two and a half hours before somebody found, before somebody found them. Was this while they were open for business during a regular... A, a regular day, like like a regular shift, and nobody had to go in the freezer for that amount of time. Like they didn't how- necessarily say, like what time of day it was. They didn't get into all that, but you could imagine, like how many. Like last time I had to go in the freezer was three days ago. I was in the freezer today, but I, was you in it yesterday? Yeah, I was in the freezer yesterday. So. Oh. Multiple times or just once or twice here and there, like the time frame spread out? Multiple times because okay. yesterday we had to do inventory. And the freezer gotcha. is my the freezer is, is is my thing. I do inventory each month for the for, for the freezer. But it gets so cold in there that when I do inventory I do inventory with the freezer door open. Gotcha. Smart man. So <laughs> so it's very few times that when I go in the freezer, the door closes behind me. Unless, like I know for a fact, I just swing it open and then it closes. But as it's closing, I'm coming. Nah, I don't trust that. I gotcha. It's like, see, I get, I get where you coming from. Like, I'll do the same thing, but there have been times like I didn't, I didn't just 
done inventory. If the door just happened to shut, I'm not tripping. But I also know I'm not in there long. Right. And then a lot of our doors, a lot of the freezers I've ever had in places I work have windows. So worst case scenario, you can crack the glass and just reach your hand over. And, you know, that's extra work. But at least it's you have options. And then I had some freezers where you had access to turn the switch off. And that that's one thing I would do at another place. I would just turn the, turn the fans off, turn the whole thing off. So Yeah, our freezer has that option to um turn the fan off. Right. And once the fan goes off and it's just whatever cold air is in there, after I'll say 15, 20 minutes, it's 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 nice. It's pleasant. It's like you know, forty forty five degrees in there. It's oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta turn this fan back on because now the stuff is starting to defrost. You start hearing water drops, <laughs> ice exactly. ice melting, starting to look like a cave in there. Just bloop bloop bloop. Mm-hmm. But listen, but before we close this out, I'm gonna read what Pret spokesperson says. I just want to hear your reaction. We are incredibly sorry for our colleagues' experience and understand how distressing this must have been. Um, We have carried out a full review and have worked with the manufacturer to develop a solution to stop this from happening again. Following the incident, we have revisited all of our existing systems and existing systems and where appropriate enhanced these processes and have cooperated fully with the Westminster city council's investigation. Keep in mind Westminster that's uh, UK. So just keep that in mind folks. How do you feel about that? Whoever their PR person is did their due diligence on the issue said what needed to be said Mm-hmm. That way, the people w- would be um, appeased by it. Hopefully, they meant and followed through with what they said. But I think you and I have been in enough professional spaces in our careers where it's two things. You say what you got to say to get people off your ass and you move on, or you really say what you got to say and practice what you preach and stand on it. So you and I, we, we'll never know whether they're really going to stand on what they said, but it was perfectly put together. I mean, you got to put the fire out somehow, right? I disagree. And I think that PR person should be fired. And I'm only saying this because I'm, I'm looking at the, how the article is structured. They've already said this is they had over 19 issues with this this one location since 2020. So you're apologizing for the worst case scenario. You're not apologizing that. Yo, like the times before, this is the time you got caught. Now, if I was that PR person. I would have blamed the manufacturer and said exactly we've been having this issue. So he acknowledged the one current and then the ones in the past. We've been having this issue with this manufacturer. Pret has over 550 locations in different countries. I would have blamed the manufacturer in the UK in the UK. Because if you really want to, even if you care, if you care or you don't care, 
you're a spokesperson, you're a PR person, you're supposed to be indifferent, your interest, you're in the, the work of being in the best interest of who you work for. Don't know, don't matter who you blame. I would have blamed the manufacturer. No, you're right. That would have been genius. Yo, listen, <laughs> we've been having this problem since 2020. We've had people come out and fix this. It still hasn't been fixed, and unfortunately, because of their negligence, some someone could have lost their life. And it's shitty. It's shitty. But if you're going to be a PR person, it, it's it's lazy to just sweep it under the rug as if, like, yo, we're sorry, we're sorry. Show that you're doing actual work behind it, or go the next go the next step up. Listen, we 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 just saw a certain former president president of ours deny a million things. There's no way to prove it or not prove it. That's on a government. So it's true. Hey, listen. Sometimes no accountability. No, I like the way you put that together because I didn't even think about the fact that they had instances in the past. Yeah. I was strictly thinking about this current situation, but you you hit the nail on the head. Like, I couldn't have said it any better than you did. You have to acknowledge the fact that there were other occurrences because those other occurrences led up to the current one. Mm-hmm. Things like that cannot be swept under the rug. So, you know... Yeah. You really put that together very well. Now that's only just if I'm the if I'm like the CEO or whoever, and this is with the spokesperson or PR person, you know, whoever made the statement. I'm looking at that like you're still blaming us, yo. <laughs> like we don't we want to be absolved of anything. We'll pay the fine. We'll pay this young girl or this young. We'll pay this person that was stuck in there. But all the negative publicity, you gotta. Dude, you got to throw that somewhere else. Get that away from us. Now, from a human standpoint, find them, find them five million. They got to pay her five million. That's just that's Mills' personal stance. Okay. And then shut that one location down. That way, y'all don't got to worry about the door ever again. I sure. Yeah. So, what you got for motivational, man? So, for this week's motivational, Mike. I will say, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Just that fast. Oh no, I got it back. I apologize. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> sorry about that. No, but this week for for motivational for motivational mic drop, I would have to say your new season is upon you. And what I mean by that is we all go through seasons. Some people say quarters. You know, this this portion of the year we're entering the fourth quarter so this quarter this season however you choose to 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 phrase it this is going to be yours you have to accept it because i'm pretty sure there's a slew of us that have been putting in the work all year each season each quarter to get better but closing out the year i want everybody to claim this season's quarter for you because nobody else is going to. So all the hard work, 
All the late nights, early mornings, all the time you got three, four hours of sleep. All the times you might have missed meals because you were so busy working, you forgot what time it was, you forgot to eat, whatever the case may be. You have to claim it because if you don't claim it, like again, like I said, nobody's going to claim it for you. This is yours. Everybody has small victories. This is your individual victory. Claim it and do with it what you choose. You've earned it. Because money is going to come and go. But the one thing we cannot get back is time. And all the time that you spent to get to where you currently are, celebrate it. Celebrate yourself. But claim this season slash quarter for you. That's a bar, yo. And you know what's crazy? I think it I think it goes into uh I could you could put that in with my motivational mic drop. So my motivational mic drop for this week is trust your instinct and your intuition. Never worry about the second thought. It's the first one that means the most. So if you you know, as human beings, just animal like mammals and just Everybody is built with a fight or flight response. If you see something that make you scared and your reaction is to like get ready or to run, that's your first instinct. So just how it coincides with what you said about claiming your season. And little insight. When I started working on the merch, I was like, this is it. I claim this. This is what sets us sets us apart and just sends us off to like where all our dreams come true right so that was i didn't i didn't worry about what's next like what if or what if we don't i didn't think about none of that my first intuition was like this is the one so you know claim your season and trust your trust your instincts and then listen to your intuition you got anything else um, no, that's it. I do like the fact that the two coincided with one another with one another so well. You know, that uh that was dope. For sure, for sure. Patreon, what up? Listen, yeah. Patreon, what up? If you are on Patreon, listen, it's only five bucks and I promise you the merch is reasonably priced and it's fire. I guess I guess five dollars on bs on a daily basis so. you, you know somebody probably lost five dollars today five dollars you get early access to all the merch so when people they like where'd you get that you can point them in the right direction um oh man i think that i think just real quick and what i can say and p let me know if you agree with this or not the merch is to be worn whenever. It's not I'm wearing the Fujon podcast merch. It's I'm wearing this fly ass t shirt or this dope ass crew neck. Oh no, and I I a thousand percent agree. That's what we was going for, man. We just yeah, I a thousand percent agree, yo, because just to piggyback real quick off of Mills, the merch, once you see it, and I hope everybody sees it, I hope everybody buys it. But the merch is everyday wear. It isn't 
like he said, this isn't oh I'm I'm repping the food John podcast and you wear their t shirt. No, I have a crazy dope t shirt or a crazy dope crew neck or whatever else we have. It can be worn any day for any reason, any occasion. It's it's mm-hmm. that kind, it's that kind of merch. So Another quick thing, too, and then we're going to head out. Um, this is one thing I didn't tell P, like, in the midst of, like, going through, coming up with all the merch and just take, taking ideas that we've had in the past and just putting them all into this one thing. This is the first season of the collection of our merch. So once it's gone, it's gone. This is one paying homage to the city of Philadelphia. It's an Easter egg hunt. Have fun, enjoy finding the Easter eggs. And no, man, number two is just fire, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's, like, it's fire. So yeah, go if you if you want to go cop up, go to the Patreon right now. It's five bucks. Between your between your Patreon subscription, I'll put it to you like this: between your Patreon subscription and a crew neck. You good. It's like, it's not a lot of money at all. So this is like, you know, just tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. No, absolutely. And when you when you said Easter eggs, did you ever see the movie? Um, uh, what was it called? Ready, Ready Gamer 1? I think that was what oh, it was called. Uh, Ready Player 1, yeah. Where that, was, that whole movie was the Easter egg hunt? Yeah, that was so good. I love that movie. That movie was so good, bro. That movie on the com is one of them joints where if I don't have anything to watch, put it on. I'll put it on, and it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. It's like the first time every time. I saw it in the theaters, and I got the Blu-ray. Is it? But you know. So just remember, like, this is the first season. We still uploading stuff. Once we will make a big announcement when everybody has access to it. But the best thing I can tell you is the people on the, the people that are, are are patrons, they have the longest window to get the first season. And the second season will be something different. Third season will be something different. These are capsule collections. Like, they're here for a moment. This is the first iteration of it, so this will be the longest window we can get this stuff. But the pay everybody that's a patron on our Patreon at the Food Drone Podcast, they got the longest window because the store is not even open to the public yet. So, Patreon salute, YouTube like, share, subscribe, please spread the word, spread the word, spread the word. If you are on YouTube or any. Uh, any Apple Podcast, Spotify, if you're on there and you're listening, Amazon Music, iHeart, if you're on there listening, you want to jump the line, become a patron. There you go. So, once again, I'm your host, Mills. I'm your man, P. Love peace and chicken grease.